0: The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold Sport. Thanks to Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. Contact our rural sales advisors today. ColliersRural.co.nz It's business time. It's business. It's business time. It's business time. Catching up with Phil O'Reilly from Iron Duke Partners. Morning, Phil.
1: Morning, BK. How are you going?
0: Oh, good mate! I'm picturing another glorious day in Wellington. Is it, or are you not there? It's
1: actually, it actually a beautiful day here in Wellington today. Lovely day. I'm going, to, I'm going to go up to uh, on the weekend. I'm going to go up to Wangamomo Hotel, the Republic of Wangamomo. Oh, mate, so get, get a great drive trip. I've never been there. I'm looking forward to
0: it. Oh, I've actually been there. Love that drive from Hawera through to Wangamongama. You going to stay the night in Wangamongama Hotel? You bet.
1: You bet. Oh. I'm going to get there about three thirty tops, off by four.
0: Oh, mate! I'd love to be with you. You taking? <laughs> are you taking the
1: beamer? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it up. There's a few of us going up. I think it's a bit of a thing for car nuts, isn't it, to go drive through to one and uh, the target goes through there and so on. So yeah, as I say, it's a place I've never actually been. So yeah, most parts of New Zealand but not that, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, done it many times the Republic of the of Mungumungum. Last time I was there, it was a pig that was the uh, was the president. But anyway, we we're
1: talking. We Speaking gonna of talk. which, let's
0: turn to politics. <laughs>
1: yeah, shall we? Yeah, well, the,
0: the treasury, the treasury, yesterday released the pre-election fiscal update. Uh, about as close as we're going to get to the truth about the economy. What 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 was it
1: telling us? What did you make of it? It was it was a, it was a masterful sort of piece of politics, and once again from Grant Robertson. You know that we're going to be back in surplus apparently by twenty twenty seven. And no, no recession, and, and I know most people will feel as though there's a bit of a recession going on in our economy right now. I think, I think we're slipping back into recession right now myself. It feels that to me. But anyway, the short sure point is that the, the fiscal update sort of said, basically, we're going to spend basically no new money for the next 15 years because the government hasn't decided to spend the money yet, so the Treasury doesn't include it. Get the idea? That's how Grant Robertson managed to uh, duchess the numbers a little bit, and... and uh, and it, so literally the numbers in the out years from sort of 2025 onwards are literally unbelievable. I mean, we will spend more than that. And what it demonstrates to me is that you know, any new, new incoming government is going to have to really do something, something different about the way we manage the economy. They have to take a lot of cost out of government, but as well as that, they're going to have to really grow the economy because you know, the numbers suggest we'll be growing the economy at about 2.7%, uh, I think, for the next few years. Well, we need to grow it at 4%, 5%, because if we can do that, then a lot of those issues become less of an issue because more tax is being paid and you've got all the growth that we need to to pay the, the hospitals and the schools and the roads and the things that we want. So uh, an important part of The other thing that's going to be important is I think getting a direct foreign investment here. You know, the, uh, we've been allergic to that over the last few years. Well, we need to stop. We need to make sure that other people come in here and invest in things like uh, housing stock and roads and infrastructure and so on so that we don't have to. So, you know, there's some real challenges, I think, in those numbers, whether or not you believe the rose-coloured stuff that... Uh, Grant Robertson's talking about all the or the um, you know holes and digging sort of stuff that Nicola Willis is talking about. Uh, I think it's I think there's more holes and digging business stuff. I think the, that really shows that we have got some really tough times ahead and some some hard decisions need to be made by an incoming government yeah
0: absolutely all right we just uh, another point I want to touch on is we we recently just hosted the the women's world uh, Cup for soccer, and we often hear about these events and how good they are for the economy uh, with the world cup did it have a good effect on New Zealand?
1: Yeah, it was interesting some numbers came out just yesterday on that uh, and and demonstrated that there was a small but significant uptick in credit card spending over the tournament now you might recall that uh, hoteliers and hospitality people were saying, gee, there doesn't appear to be much of an uptick out of this Women's World Cup and that, you know, the the promised numbers weren't coming across the border. And of course, the United States, where a lot of those wealthier tourists were going to come from, left the tournament early, of course. But nevertheless, it turns out that there was actually an economic uptick, including, of course, from New Zealanders going to those games and spending a bit more money than there otherwise would have been. And, uh, you know, I often hear that, you know, the government shouldn't be supporting sports tournaments of this sort because there's nothing in it for New Zealand. And I think there is something out in New Zealand oh, just in yeah. terms of spending. But I, mean, I know you'll agree with me, BK, that there's something much bigger than that. It's about a sense of national identity. It's a sense of national celebration. It makes you feel good to be a Kiwi. And I think that's incredibly important in times like this, the great job that, that our team did uh, in very nearly getting through to the, to the next round and, and uh, you know the sort of spirit that it had. And the number of young girls who now be thinking about playing soccer as a result and all the health benefits that that has. You know, these things are very good for us. And uh, it's good that the numbers came out to say that the economic case uh, is positive, but I think there's other reasons why we should support these kinds of things, but I think those are the bigger ones, as a matter of fact.
0: And we've got another big one coming up. I believe it'll be April next year. The supercars, Aussie supercars in Taupo. Indeed. That's going to have a massive effect too, I think, particularly in that region.
1: Yeah, that's right. And you already can't get a hotel room in Taupo for, yeah. the, for the weekend that everybody thinks it's going to be. So I, I've tried, believe me. So, you know, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting time for them, and I, and I really hope it goes well and, and creates something really fresh and new for Taupo and the central North Island. Yeah, totally.
0: All right. We've just seen the first growth in house house prices for a while. Are we uh, getting back uh, to the house price spiral of a a couple of years ago?
1: Yeah, clearly not just yet because those interest rates are very high still and likely to remain high given what you've just seen in that pre-election fiscal update uh, from yesterday. But the good news here, uh, this is the data that's came out this week, is that house prices are starting to rise in small-town New Zealand and, and smaller Cities and regional towns and so on, mainly dominated by first home buyers, mainly driven by first home buyers. Now that's a very good thing because you know one of the main ways our economy and our country and our society and communities and so on become successful is by people getting on the property ladder and actually investing in their own home and in a future and having a stable outcome for kids that they have and so on, becoming great community people. Now that's that's the secret I think of, of us as a property owning democracy and one of the real challenges that we've had. I think one of the real bad things about that massive increase in house prices that we've had over the last 20 years or so is that we cut young people out of that property ladder. So the fact that you're seeing a bit of health in the property market and some of those smaller places dominated by first home buyers just suggests that the market's starting to get a little bit you know better for that. And, I, uh, and so I think it's a very good thing that you're seeing first home buyers now having a bit more confidence to get out and actually make that purchase, even if it's not potentially in the town of their first choice, it gets them on the ladder and uh, it gets them starting to invest and starting to engage and hopefully they might even – enjoy it where they've bought and, uh, and stay there. And that's a very good thing for those towns and communities as well. So in my view, this this small uptick in property prices in some of those places is a good thing. If it means that you're getting more 1st home buyers in the market, that's a very good thing.
0: Absolutely. Well, you can check the property prices out in Wangamongama on the weekend, mate. You might, like, you might be moving there.
1: <laughs> very expensive. As soon as we all turn up, the prices will double, mate. Don't worry about that.
0: Oh, I'm sure they will. <laughs> Phil, have a great weekend and go Liam Lawson to Singapore yeah, exactly. Grand Prix this weekend. Oh,
1: yeah, P10, hopefully P8, something like that. Be great.